Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the beautiful mountains of California. Last weekend, I attended the Yosemite Peace Symposium, a gathering put on by a local couple, Susan and Tim Madden. If you remember, I interviewed Susan in episode 39, Inner and Outer Peace. It's been one of my most popular shows. This was the first time they put on the symposium, and the Peaceful Life podcast was a sponsor. It was so lovely to be able to be a part of it. There were three tracks in the symposium, Peace and the Environment, Peace and Human Dignity, and Peace and Our Youth. Since we had to stay with the track that we chose, I chose Peace and Our Youth because it had the most sessions with subjects in which I was interested. First, as I walked into the main room for breakfast, I found I knew many people from the community. Almost everyone from our meditation group was there, and that was nice because being an introvert, I don't like walking into a big group of people I don't know. So I immediately felt comfortable and had people to sit with. I guess that's left over from childhood. I don't like eating alone. Anyway, after the opening remarks, we had a group drumming session with Christine Stevens, who is a music therapist and founder of Upbeat Drum Circles. It was a fun experience and definitely woke us all up. We have a drum circle here in town that meets once a month, and I kept meaning to go, so this just pushed me into going last night, and that was amazing in and of itself. We'll talk about that in another program. But before you get the impression that the Yosemite Peace Symposium was all woo-woo and a bunch of hippies, it really was not. The presentations were about the practical side of life, how to make the world a better place, and to take action rather than just debate the issues. That's it. In Peace in Our Youth, our first session was about human trafficking and prostitution. A majority of prostitutes are kidnapped and or coerced into the life as minors. It's also a women's rights issue, as most women don't choose to go into this life, but are manipulated or forced to by a man. The presentation was given by Lieutenant Daniel Foss of the Madeira Police Force. He's the founder of Olive, an organization whose mission it is to help those who are trapped in the sex industry. He says that there's a new police perspective now about prostitution. Instead of just arresting the women, they now try to assist them in escaping from their captors, basically their pimps. And again, many of these women are minors or have no means or opportunity to get out. It was really fascinating and a subject that we all know is a problem, but not many of us take time to learn about it. Madera County Olive Foundation can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash Olive of Madera. There's so much going on in this world today. We've started to shut things out. I understand. It's overwhelming. 
But did you know that on September 26th of this year, 123 missing children were recovered in the state of Michigan? It's true. In a combined effort by the U.S. Marshals, Michigan State Police, and local officers called Operation MI Safe Kid, they were able to identify and recover these children. 123 children, some of whom were victims of sex trafficking. The predators are not approaching your children in person anymore. They're going online to chat apps, photo and game apps on their devices that allow chatting and private messaging. Please be aware of your children's online and phone activity and give them the tools to identify these predators and their methods of operation. The second session I went to was the main reason I chose the youth track. It was a presentation by a family who runs a local organic homestead farm. They just recently opened a store in North Fork, but also sell their food to local restaurants. They also host WOOFERS, which stand for Worldwide Opportunity for Organic Farming. The WOOF movement is a worldwide movement linking volunteers with organic farmers and growers to promote cultural and educational experiences based on trust and non-monetary exchange. So the WOOFers work the farm for a minimum of two months and they get their room and board in exchange. The Kern Family Farm has woofers from all over the world, some who stay for years. One couple is raising a toddler on the farm. They also participate in the community. The reason this was on the youth track is that the Kern Family Farm helped create and support a community farm at the local elementary school. Every Friday, each class gets 30 minutes in the garden. How great is that to get your children out into the dirt? And they're so thrilled that they can actually grow their own food. The photos of the kids were so joyous. It would be great to see a program like this in every school. You can read about the farm and the school project at kernfamilyfarm.com, K-E-R-N. Their logo even has a peace symbol in it. For more information about the Woofer program, go to www.off.net. Next, I attended a session by Kareem Sanchez, a community and youth organizer. He found that there was a dangerous pipeline, as he called it, from school to prison for students who were suspended and in the lower socioeconomic neighborhoods. The percentage of kids suspended could be upwards of 10% of the student population. He helps lead campaigns to reduce school suspensions and expulsions by implementing restorative justice techniques instead, which basically means working with the child to see why this behavior is occurring and solve it at the root level, make them responsible, and make amends with the person they hurt. It's all about communication between the students. You see, if you kick a kid out of school for bad behavior, that bad behavior doesn't stop. It just is now on the streets. 
The program also helps obtain free public transportation for students and has implemented ethnic studies in high schools so the children have pride in their heritage and can relate to the curriculum. On the second day, I went to a session with Renee Marie, a retired major in the U.S. Army. She's a veteran for peace, and her current mission is to put a peace poll in every U.S. school. A peace poll says, May peace prevail on earth, or another peace message, in four to eight languages. I posted a photo of a peace poll on my Facebook a while back, and I'll do it again for this episode. They are really moving. You wouldn't think that a poll with words on it would be very powerful, but it really is. In the schools, they use it as a place to discuss history or for conflict mediation or just to celebrate peace and joy. If you're interested in purchasing one for your community, a school, or your own front yard, they're really affordable, about $100 to $160. Go to peacepollproject.org or to their Facebook page, Peace Polls for Schools. You can even choose the languages for your customized Peace Poll, and that includes American Sign Language, many Native American language, and get this, even Klingon. Back in the main room, we saw a movie called And Then They Came For Us, Incarceration of Japanese Americans During World War II and the Demise of Civil Liberties. So little is discussed about this abomination of American citizens' civil rights through fear-mongering. Here we were, fighting the encampment and slaughter of the Jews in Germany, and yet our own country was registering and rounding up the Japanese and putting them in concentration camps right here in the United States. Not much is taught about that in school. And unfortunately, it's all too recognizable with the current climate. I highly recommend you viewing this film. It even had a fascinating photography component, as the Japanese camps were photographed by Ansel Adams and Dorothea Lange, two very historic, very prolific photographers. You can also get it free to show at schools and organizations. Go to thentheycamedoc.com. We also were blessed with a presentation by lifelong activist David Hartsoe. David showed video footage and photos of himself as a teenager at the Woolworth lunch counter sit-in with the Howard students in 1960 and participating in many other nonviolent protests with his parents even. It was sort of like watching Forrest Gump, where you're like, I never saw that white guy there until he pointed it out. David co-founded the Nonviolent Peace Force, which has over 200 peacemakers working in teams around the world in areas of conflict. His book is called Waging Peace, Global Adventures of a Lifelong Activist, and I'm looking forward to starting it. The point of the symposium was not only to come together in peace education and affirmation, but to also make a personal commitment to take action in our own little corner of the world. 
And now we're headed into election week in the U.S., and tensions remain high. As our civil rights, privacy, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, and freedom of speech are stripped away from us, the one basic right and power you do have is to vote. Never let them take that away from you. So let's end this episode with an affirmation and visualization. I'd like you to send a wave out directly from your heart. It doesn't matter what color that wave is. It can be any color, blue, pink, purple, or a rainbow. As long as it contains love, peace, understanding, and healing. The United States needs your love and peace right now, wherever you live. And I know I have listeners from all over the world. So please join us in helping us heal our country. So now we'll all take a moment to send this love wave straight from our hearts. Imagine it washing over our country from Hawaii to the West Coast, to the Rocky Mountains, to the Midwest, down through the South and up to New England, to all the victims of hate, prejudice, and injustice. Send them your love and peace. Now, send your beautiful, loving wave to our country's capital, Washington, D.C to Congress in the Capitol building, to the Pentagon. Your wave, our wave, has built up so big and joined with the other peace waves as it washes over, finally, the White House. Together, we send this mighty wave, infusing love, peace, God, Goddess, Earth, Gaia, Buddha, Muhammad, Shiva, Vishnu, Odin, Zeus, whatever your faith, whatever your power, send it through our capital so they must feel it, they must respond, and we will heal. I was reminded last night that we are all one. If you cut your finger and it starts infecting, you don't hate it. You don't push it away. You don't try to cut it off. You take care of it and you heal it. Our body's natural properties send what the wound needs to fuse together and to get better automatically. It's really magic. It's science, but it's also magic. And that's how we have to see this terrible hatred as an extension of ourselves. Take responsibility that we're all there for what's happening. We're all participating in it and we all can fix it. So imagine your amazing wave taking away all of the pain and the fear and the hatred, fixing it covering it like a warm blanket, cleansing and washing away all the bad juju and replacing it with the positive, with kindness and with love. 
and for care for those who cannot care for themselves. In our podcasting group, the admin asked us this week to post our favorite quote, and I always go back to this one. In spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. I simply can't build up my hopes on a foundation consisting of confusion, misery, and death. I see the world gradually being turned into a wilderness. I hear the ever-approaching thunder, which will destroy us too. I can feel the sufferings of millions, and yet, if I look up into the heavens, I think that it will all come right, that this cruelty too will end and that peace and tranquility will return. Anne Frank I'm Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. You are a spectacular human being for tuning in and letting me have a voice in this world. The only way we can counteract the negative is to balance it with positive. If you're in the United States, please take time to exercise your right to vote Tuesday. If you've already voted, then thank you. Go out and do good and have a wonderful week.